once, he wanted her abilities back, and after seeing firsthand what that power could do, Cole understood why. Since arriving in the outskirts, Cole had flirted with death several times. While scouting sky castles, escaping Skyport, and battling his way through a dreamlike land created by some magical kid. And there was no foreseeable end to the danger. How many near misses could he expect to survive? Home felt a million miles away. The actual distance was probably even worse. From all appearances, the outskirts existed in a whole separate universe. But Cole was here in Sambria, one of the five kingdoms, and that wasn't changing anytime soon. So all he could do was focus on their next goal. Mira's mother had used her shaping talent to place a star in the sky above honor, which meant Mira's sister was in trouble. But they had no other details. Not long ago, Mira's power had taken tangible form, and defeating it had nearly cost them their lives. Were they now heading toward a similar battle? They had no idea what threat Honor could be facing, but Mira was determined to rescue her. Bertram, the coachman, slouched forward on his bench, eyes on the floor, elderly features blank. As a semblance created by shaping, he didn't need sleep, but he wasn't designed to provide much company. He sometimes shared useful information about their route. According to Bertram, they would reach the border of Elawir tomorrow morning. The auto coach usually provided a smooth ride, so when it jostled over two rough patches in succession, Cole began to pay attention. The clip-clop of the trotting brick sounded faster than he had ever heard it. Then the rhythm of the trot changed to one of a loping stride, and the speed of the auto coach increased even more. Neither animal nor machine, the auto coach had been created by shapers. It never tired, but it never went fast either. Cole tapped Bertram. Why are we speeding up? The old man looked at him, lips quivering, one eye twitching. Bertram only spoke to share information about the roads ahead or to assure anyone who cared to listen that he was on holiday with his grandniece and grandnephews. Though his replies weren't always relevant, he had never failed to respond to a question. Guys, Cole yelled, something's wrong. Joe's soft snoring sputtered to a halt. He squinted at Cole. Is the coach running? Yes, Cole said, and Bertram won't talk. The old semblance wore a pained expression. One hand clenched sporadically. Joe hastily shook Mira and Jace. Wake up! Twitch sat up with a start. What's happening? he asked. The brick's pace increased to a pounding gallop. The autocoach rattled and creaked, then jolted over a sharp bump, jarring Cole's spine. Jace produced his golden rope, the magical item he obtained when he worked for the Sky Raiders. Mira reached for the jumping sword that their friend Liam had made for her before returning to the Grand Shaper of Sambria. Joe slapped Bertram briskly across the cheek. Bertram, slow us down. Stop the coach. Halt the coach, Bertram, Mira demanded. 
Face contorted, Bertram's lips peeled back as he ground his teeth. Drool leaked down his chin. Stop us, Bertram, Joe insisted. Stop us now. Rocking from side to side, Bertram screamed. The wretched, desperate cry filled Cole with panic. What could make the calm old semblance behave like this? If anything, the auto coach gained speed. Should we bail? Twitch asked, slipping on his Elloween ring to reveal his semi-transparent wings and grasshopper legs. What about our stuff? Jace asked. You kids go, Joe instructed. Use your renderings to land softly. I'll stay with the coach to see where... His instructions were cut off as the auto coach launched into the air. For a moment...